We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ladies and gents, boys and girls, Monday, October the 17th, 2022. What's going on? Chris Phillips here, the Daily Crow of the Spurs Up show. Appreciate you tuning in. It is is Texas A&M week, and we are here live taking your questions, comments, calls, 843-790-3377. That's 843-790-3377 as we get geared up for another big week here on TDC. I see Brian Dean, John Edward, Connor Lee, Wyatt, Travi, Stephen Borville Jr., Gene Lott, Alan Vaughn, Chase, Cody, Rebecca's in the house, Kevin Crossland, Todd Smith, Brett Russ, Andrew, the textbook, commenting all the way back, 11.31 a.m. Chuck McIntosh, newest member of the Big Cock Club. What's going on? Appreciate you tuning in, my friend. It is a horrid week to be an Aggie indeed. Also, those in the Big Cock Club Discord. Have the TDC Questions channel. The TDC Questions channel to be sure that your questions are answered There, I see Zach Attack. What's up, my guy? Appreciate you tuning in. Again, very excited. We will be joined today by Steven Garcia. I believe the normal time. Gar has not let me know anything different. Uh, 12.15 to 12.45, we will chat with Steven. Um, Should be a lot of fun, like, off-the-wall conversation. Um, Should be a lot of fun off-the-wall conversation coming off the bye week. Not quite as much ball to talk here on this Monday. But, of course, guys, we're breaking down this game this weekend against Texas A&M, and it's always a great conversation with our guy, Steven Garcia. Uh, If you're having issues with video, yeah, I would suggest refreshing your video feed, uh, whether you're on YouTube. Glad to see Facebook's back up and running. Thank goodness. I don't know what the deal was on Friday. I think Facebook itself was having some technical issues. I don't think it was us. But, uh Anyways, glad to see our Facebook folks in here. And again, really excited to chat with our good friend, Stephen Garcia. Guys, before we really get rolling, I want to tell you about our friends over at Prize Picks because the Daily Crow is brought to you by our friends at Prize Picks. Go down the Prize Picks app, go to prizepicks.com. When you do, use that promo code TSUS at sign up. You're going to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100, and guys, so many fans and listeners of the Spurs Up Show and the Daily Crow have been making tons, and I mean tons of money this football season with our friends at Prize Picks. It's all prop plays, right? So you can bet on, for example, college football, passing yards, rushing yards, touchdowns, interceptions, 
receiving yards, all that good stuff. But you can play any and every sport from all your favorite college sports, NFL, NHL, NBA, MLB, of course, with the playoffs going on. RIP the Braves, by the way. Tough Monday to be a Braves fan, but it's all good. Kiss the ring. Hey, you got the ring from last year. No big deal. Anyways, though, uh, our friends at Prize Picks, guys, the way to go. I know you're betting on spreads, you're betting on totals, you're betting on futures, all that good stuff. I'm sure many of you out there made money on Tennessee Moneyline over the weekend. But make sure you've got our friends at Prize Picks in your rotation. Go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. When you do, use that promo code TSUS at sign up. You're going to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up show sent you. Also, guys, I am very excited. This is an exciting Monday. This is a very, very exciting Monday because we got big business news on this end. First off, I believe I might have told you guys this last week, but we finally got the ad read is in. Y'all ever seen uh, DJ Khaled? The Drake vocals came in. Well, it's like the, the Rebel Rabbit ad read just came in. The ad read is in. The partnership is official. Our, our segment with Steven Garcia will officially be brought to you by Rebel Rabbit, and we'll do that ad read when he jumps on. Uh, but our good friends over at Rebel Rabbit, excited to add them as a business partner and as a new sponsor. Also, also, some really, really cool partnerships, some really cool sponsorships that have been coming through a pipeline, if you will, and, and just truly blessing. Because I mentioned this last week. I think it was actually last Monday. I mentioned this last week. You guys know. You guys know that I am a big cigar guy. I like a good stogie every now and then. Smoke them if you've got them. Well, well, we've added my good friends over at Carolina Cigars in Hilton Head, South Carolina, as our newest sponsor, our newest business partner. And I cannot wait. I'm so excited, obviously to have them on board because, guys, again, you know, it, it, it's it's cool no matter who you add as a business partner or a sponsor, what have you, but when it's something that you're, like, you're also passionate about and it's something that so well fits your lifestyle, right? That's why for sports shows and, and sports entities like these gambling business partners, they make so much sense, right? Because it's like we're watching sports. We love the gambling side of things. Even if you don't gamble a lot, it's like we like to talk lines. We like to talk totals. We like to talk futures. Like, it's just a – it's a fun part of the game, right? So it just, it goes hand in hand. This is one that for yours truly, I mean, this obviously, this goes hand in hand because I can guarantee you this, if we beat Texas A&M, yours truly going to be smoking on the Aggie pack. We're going to be smoking on the Yell Leader pack. We're going to be smoking on the Jimbo pack. It's going to be happening. And it'll be brought to you by our friends over at Carolina Cigars. So, excited to add them on, man. Really, really cool stuff. Smoke them if you got them, for sure. And uh, you guys will begin to hear that uh, ad read on the podcast on Wednesday. Uh, those, So, listen, those guys are actually going to be at the tailgate on Saturday for a little bit. Not all day, but uh, <clears throat> the plan is to link up with them at some point on Saturday. I'm not sure, Wyatt, if they will be selling cigars on hand, but uh, they'll be there. Either way, it's going to be really cool to meet those guys in person. And, again, you'll begin to hear that ad read on Wednesday. And, uh, I mean, obviously, man, I, I don't think I have to explain, really, why it's cool to have a brand, have a business like Carolina Cigars as a partner. 
as a sponsor. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think I have to really explain that to you all. So I got that text from them this morning, man. It's, it's, it's a blessing. I mean, again, I say thank you to you all. I could not do it without you guys, the love, the support. Um, you know, the reason businesses like Carolina Cigars and Rebel Rabbit and others, you know, all of our, all of our business partners, the, the reason these folks see the value and they want to partner up is because of you guys, because they see the love, they see the support, they see people interacting and calling and they're like, man, people really rock with this. So it really comes back to you guys, the love and support. And I just want to say thank you all so much. And, and without it, man, TSUS would not be what it is, what it's becoming. Um, I, I just, I can't say thank you enough. I'm extremely grateful. And um, it's just such a blessing. It's just such a blessing. So uh, really, really cool stuff. Excited to add both those business partners. Again, guys, just stay tuned. You'll hear the ad reads. You'll know exactly how to go support those businesses. In the meantime, if you know where they are <clears throat> on social media, go follow them, go show them love. Uh, would like to let them know that Gamecock Nation's behind them, obviously, and you guys rock with them and support them. Uh, so, yeah, if you could do that, I appreciate it. Anyways, guys, hey, let's get into everything. 843-790-3377. That's 843-790-3377. <clears throat> uh, we'll get Steven Garcia on here at 1215, but in the meantime, somebody will try to squeeze in a call. You are more than welcome to do so. We got a lot that I want to discuss and get into, and of course, we'll take your questions and comments and all that good stuff, but... Uh, there's definitely a lot that I want to discuss. Today's podcast uh, dropped this morning, of course, if it's episode 715, a big one, by the way, mid-season report card. That's always a really fun one. Um, but, but I want to talk about just sort of fan morale also at some point at this point because I'm seeing a lot from folks in our Discord. I'm seeing a lot uh, just across social media of fans and you know, I, I think it's interesting conversation, obviously, over the weekend. What a weekend, guys, of college football. Obviously, the big storyline. You know, Stephen Gar – excuse me, not Stephen. I'm, I'm thinking – because I'm feeling like my Tennessee getting the dub. I mean, it weekend of college football. Let's jump to the phone line. Will, what's up, man? How are you? Good. Just enjoying the bye week, man. How about you? I'm doing well, man. Hey, it's Texas A&M week now, man. It's, it's, we're back to game yeah, week. Buddy. We're back to game week. Yeah, buddy. Um. Just wanted to get a quick opinion of yours on uh, something you kind of touched on, but I think a lot of people are thinking about, which is how good Tennessee is right now and how great that offense looks mm -hmm. after a complete rebuild and all the transfers they had just, you know, a season and a half ago. And how much more pressure does that put? Not really just on Beamer, but on Satterfield as far as the excuses of we haven't had long enough in the system. Like, you have the same amount of time as Tennessee, and they're doing great. What's, right. what's your take on that? Well, you know, it's interesting you bring that up because, uh, you know, I, I posed that question, right, on social media on Saturday afternoon after Tennessee beat Alabama, and, and I didn't pose it in any sort of negative way, just, just an honest question, right, of right. does Josh Heupel's quick success – because Tennessee – I think we all agree what's so intriguing. I think most folks agree that when Beamer and Heupel both took over, that Tennessee and South Carolina were on pretty even footing, Right. Um, I, I think most felt that way, at least most felt that way. Um, and so to it, it's the question becomes what has happened or gone so differently in two years or a year and a half in Knoxville versus what's happened a year and a half in Columbia, especially on the offensive side. I mean, that, that's really what it comes down to, right? That's what it comes down to. Yeah. So um, and you're kind of you're kind of getting into what I want to talk about a lot today, which is just the the overall morale of the fan base, because 
you know, where we sit record-wise right now, four and two, I feel like everybody should be pretty giddy and happy with that. But I, I think it's just hard for folks when you see a team like Tennessee and, again, the turnaround they've had under Heifel so quickly. And, and, and they haven't just, you know, gone from dumpster fire to solid. They, they are – I mean, they're in the top four. I mean, they're, they're competing mm-hmm. to win the SEC East, you know. So, um, I just wonder, you know, the South Carolina job is already hard. What makes it even harder right now, because I think what irks Gamecock fans more than anything – if you just looked at, hey, we're four and two, I think most would be happy. But it's not just that. It's the fact that folks, common folk and, and people in general have to have to have to go to work and on their daily life have to interact with with opposing fans and they have to hear it from Georgia fans and Clemson fans and Tennessee fans. And Georgia is in the midst of the greatest run in their school's history. Clemson is in the midst of the greatest run in their school's history. Tennessee is, at least right now, back. I think that puts more pressure on Shane Beamer. I think it absolutely does. Mm-hmm. I think it absolutely yeah, – if, if Clemson was a 6-7 win-a-year program and Georgia was, you know, really good but not elite like they are, and there's – I, I feel like the mood would be so different. It, it'd be different. Absolutely. It just – it would. It would. It put, I think it absolutely – and I'm not saying it puts pressure on Beamer in a way of like, well, you better win X amount of games next year, you're out. But I'm just saying like – I mean, I saw it over the weekend. You know, South Carolina fans lose gratitude for what they have because they're looking in Knoxville about, you know, they're looking in Knoxville saying, well, why can't we have that? You know what I mean? Right. So, Right. Yeah, and, and I'll say this. Like, it's, it's you've said this before. It's not about how we – it's about how we've won, not how many games we've won. And it just mm-hmm. – you know, a lot yeah. of times the offense doesn't really look great. And I think that's part of it, but – it definitely is going to probably shrink the patience a little bit in South Carolina as far as, well, let's give them room to grow. Because by next year, not saying I feel this way, but I know there's going to be a lot of people that if we win, you know, six or seven games this year and we win six or seven games next year, people are going to be like, okay, well, is it time to move on? I mean, it only took Tennessee two years. Which is, which know, is it, crazy, it, which, which, is in, right. which is Looney Tune talk, if that's the case. I'm sorry, it Absolutely. is. Absolutely. But you know how people are, though, man. They're, I think – yeah, I, I, I'll tell you this, and again, I'll, I'll get more into it as the show goes on. I, I think Gamecock fans have sort of lost their identity a little bit and, and forgotten who they are. I, I just, I, I'm going to say that, and I don't mean to say that we're destined to be, you know, down forever. Or what, you know, I'm not trying to say it that way, but, like, you do have to have this thing called perspective and just have a little bit of, like, you're four and two. I, I don't know. I, I know we're not scoring 50 a game, but – to insinuate, I mean, Carolina could win seven, go seven and five every year for a decade. That would probably be the greatest decade in school history. Yeah. I mean, literally, yeah. like, like I, that's yeah, absolutely that's how that's how much stability has lacked in this program. So, but but again, it, it is it is we're the kid we're the you know? yeah oh, they have like, they have we're the we're the kid you know on I mean? Christmas that gets the gift and we look and we're happy for a moment we're happy for an instant and we look over and we see what our cousin got. Or somebody else, and they 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 got a better toy or something. We're 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 immediately we don't like what we have anymore, and we're jealous of what they have. That's exactly what what's Absolutely. what's happening. At least from yeah. what I saw over yeah. the weekend. Now, obviously, we go out and beat A and M. You'll forget about that pretty quickly, and it's a week to week thing. And I'm sure. Listen, there were a lot of fan bases out there that were envious of what was going on in Knoxville over the weekend. I mean, hey, we had that moment back in 2010. 
with the guy that's jumping on here. We had that moment. Yeah. So, you know, tennis, Tennessee has been trash for a while. So I, I'll be honest with you. I don't want Tennessee to be good, obviously. But on one hand, I'm like, that fan base, they paid their dues. I, that, that fan base for has paid that, you know? their dues. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and, and I'll say one more thing before I get off. I'm happy, man. We're, we're getting votes in the AP. We win this week, man. We could be ranked. The season's going pretty damn good, you know, so let's let's not lose perspective as far as what we got going on. And we've never been there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We've never we've never won a national championship. For a long time there, when I was growing up, Tennessee was it. You know, up until 07, Tennessee was that, that program. So they're just getting back to where they were before. We've never been there other than those three years. You know what I mean? We've never been in that, that stretch. So mm-hmm. let's just be happy for what we got, and hopefully we can build to that someday. And I'll jump off of here, brother. Well said, Will. Appreciate you, man. Hey, always a pleasure chatting with Will from Dirty Myrtle. And uh, I, I don't know, man. I, I just feel like, and I mean, I, I, I want the expectations to rise, but we, we've sort of lost. I, I love Steve Spurrier. What he did was, I mean, it was the greatest run in school history, the greatest time ever to be a Gamecock in the history of South Carolina football. We've just lost our innocence a little bit as Gamecock fans. I remember growing up, you know, 2004, when we hit six wins, when, when Savelle Newton and Troy Williamson led us to a win over Arkansas, how excited I was, you know, how genuinely excited I was to hit six wins. Like, that was such a big deal. That was such a big deal to go to a bowl game. It was such an exciting thing to go to a bowl game. And I'm not saying we should strive to forever be satisfied with a six-win season, but, like, we, we've just, like, a lot of people just can't even be happy to go to the postseason anymore. Like, like I just, you know what I mean? Like, I, I'm, not, I'm not saying be satisfied with six and six for the rest of time, but we have lost our innocence as a fan base. We have, to a degree. We, we really have. Blame Steve Spurrier. Blame our guy, Steven Garcia, who's going to be on in a second. Blame some, you know, whatever. But, like, and there's, I, I love raising the level of expectations. But it's like, it's year two. It is easier to win at Tennessee than it is Carolina. No doubt. Tennessee has tradition. They have won a national championship. That still matters. That still matters. And and, and I think what people need to understand, too, when I speak on this stuff, because I... I, I think especially where diehard fans get it twisted. They believe that their mindset is the team's mindset. They believe that the reason, you know, you got guys like James Reynolds on social media believes that because the fans aren't expecting to go 12-0, and 0, that that somehow is bleeding in the team. I can assure you those are two separate things. I can assure you those are two separate things. I'm talking about realistic expectations for fans. Anyways, we'll have that full, you know, I, I definitely want to dive more into that because with the grades and the evaluation of the first half, and I, I know things weren't sexy, they weren't exactly the way we wanted to be all the time, but smell the roses, you're four and two. Huge opportunity this weekend, by the way, at home, at night. I mean, what more could you ask for getting the Aggies under the lights at williams Bryce Stadium, especially an Aggies team probably going to be on QB3. Probably going to be on QB3. All right, we got my guy. He's ready to go. Coming off the bye week, he should be fresh. The Roach King, Stephen Garcia. Stephen, what's up, man? How are you? 
Good, man. Good. I'm real fresh. <laughs> real fresh. I'm doing well. Hey, by the way, we teased it last week, but now we've officially got the ad read in. Our guy Pierce shot it over, and now I'm so excited to say this segment with Steven Garcia brought to you by our friends over at Rebel Rabbit. Guys, Rebel Rabbit is a new seltzer company mm -hmm. out of Greenville, South Carolina, right here in your guy's backyard. It isn't just another hard seltzer, though, guys. Rebel Rabbit is alcohol-free and THC-infused high seltzer. Yes, I said THC-infused, and I know Stephen can attest for it, and I can guarantee you, because I'm about to give you a first-hand testament, yours truly can attest to it. All of Rebel Rabbit's high seltzers are infused with just enough Delta-8 or Delta-9 THC that'll open your mind to an entirely new drinking experience with only six grams of sugar and an all-natural organic flavoring it's a light, refreshing social tonic that helps you cut back on booze, but not on fun. Rebel Rabbit's pretty fun, isn't it, Stephen? It is. It is. I uh, I don't have a very high tolerance, so it gets me uh, it gets me pretty pretty good. Yes. So on that note, whether you drink alcohol a lot, a little, or none at all, Rebel Rabbit is the perfect replacement or alternative. Guys, be sure to follow the Rabbit for a better way to booze on Instagram at at Drink Rebel Rabbit. That's Drink Rebel Rabbit on Instagram or Visit their online store at drinkrebelrabbit.com and check out the store locator to find the closest rabbit hole near you. Or you can order online and have it shipped directly to your door. Again, guys, it's our friends at Rebel Rabbit. Of course, you've seen the product placement with Steven, but very excited now to say that Rebel Rabbit is sponsoring this segment of the Spurs Up show in our conversation with Steven Garcia. And I can tell you guys firsthand, when you drink Rebel Rabbit, don't do what I did which is crack them just like they're these normal seltzers. It's like alcohol. You can down one, two in the span of 15 minutes. Don't do that because if you do, you're going to end up like me, and two hours later, you are literally sitting with the stars. So <laughs> they say on the website, I, Stephen, after the fact, I go on the website, it says, it says, drink one, wait 30 minutes, 45 minutes, maybe an hour, kind of feel out because, you know, normally with alcohol, you're like, okay, I'll start to feel this buzz pretty fast. And so I drink one. I'm like, I don't feel anything. I, I just down a second, you know, just no big – they drink – they taste pretty good. I got the yep. grapefruit one. They taste pretty good, but I got the the wild hair, 20 milligram, not realizing. Not the wild – not the mild that you have in that picture. I got the wild hair. Oh, yeah. And I'm, I was tripping balls. There ain't no other way to put it. I was tripping. I'm not like a – I'm not really a weed guy like that. Um, I'm You know, I, I just – I never really have been, but, dude, I was – I, I, <laughs> I was, I was, I was uh, smiling ear to ear. My God. Oh yeah, that way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, your uh, your cheeks, your cheeks definitely have uh, arthritis. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Anyway, Stephen, appreciate you, and again, thank you so much to Rebel Rabbit. Awesome, so happy to have them now as a as a business partner and a sponsor of the show. Appreciate you jumping on, Stephen. Excited to chat with you as we come off the bye week. First thing, man, I think we just got to talk the weekend that wasn't college football, dude. Uh, I'm sure you had flashbacks watching Tennessee beat Alabama. I know it was a little different way. You guys kicked their ass. That game coming down to, which, by the way, how that field goal went in, the I, knuckleball he – like, that was one of those, like, God just willed that through. Like, I, I don't know how that kick makes it, but uh, the first time, and I think Mike Yuva posted this, over 4,000 days it had been since an SEC East team beat Bama uh, – at all, I guess, right? At all. And and, well, and you and guys were obviously the last. In the regular season, right, because yeah. SEC Championship. In the regular season, and uh, you guys are the last team, so I, I guess you're kind of like the 
the 72 Dolphins, you know, want, pop, the, pop the champagne one last time. But just talk about watching that game, man. It, it's crazy, you know, when you played, not to act like this was 50 years ago, but I, I know offenses were the spread was happening and, all, you know, there were high-flying offenses. But, dude, it's, it really is just a new day and age of college football when you're seeing Alabama, who's, who's known for defense, in a 52-49 to 49 um, game. And certainly a game that I, I think it's safe to say is going to be the game of the year. Oh, there's no doubt. And, you know, uh, both of those guys played absolute lights out, man. I mean, both of them were Heisman candidates going into that game. And I, I think those are got, they got to be the top two, you know, contenders right now for the Heisman. Um, that was the first time really watching um, Hendon Hooker play. And he did not disappoint, man. That was, that was really, really fun to watch. And I mean, Bryce Young, obviously everybody knows about him. You know, he's won the Heisman last year, uh, but some of the plays that he was doing, sprinting right stopping on a dime and just standing there for you know one two seconds and then finding a guy open downfield I mean we were doing training yesterday and I literally had the guys practice that I was like all right you're gonna sprint like 20 yards as fast as you can put the brakes on and then stand there for a split second and then make an accurate throw I mean it's just it's it's hard to do man it, I can tell you right now it is a very hard thing to do especially you know when you got guys chasing you trying to take your head off so that was uh, that was a very um, entertaining game and I was that's how I'd be the game of the year yeah, no, for sure. I, I want to ask you about this too, Stephen, in-state recruiting, because you watch a guy like Jalen Hyatt, right? And, and you, you can't keep them all, but you watch Jalen Hyatt. What do you have, five touchdown catches? Five. Yep. Five for Tennessee. And a guy that played 20 minutes down the road at Dutch Fork High School. Um, and, you know, we, we saw some commentary. I don't, I don't know if you saw it, but yesterday on social media, just a couple slap dicks talking about, South Carolina, or go, going out of state and why you need to go out of state to go to the NFL. Obviously, that's not accurate. And I wanted to give you the floor to to really, you know, I, I'm not asking you to come on here and, hey, let's let's help recruit all these guys to Carolina. But just I, voice, you know, you, you've been in that locker room. you played for South Carolina. And, and let people know the opportunity that there is to, to go to the next level playing for the Gamecocks and the SEC. Because, you know, for a long time, before Steve Spurrier got there, there was this misconception. I think it was even – Marcus Lattimore talked about it um, with, uh, you know, on a podcast or whatever, talked about that he almost chose Auburn over Carolina. And the reason he did was because guys that went to the NFL and guys that went big, they didn't go to South Carolina. They didn't stay home. So, you know, I, I think obviously keeping guys, you know, when you see guys like that balling out and Tennessee gets another big one yesterday from, I believe, Greenwood, South Carolina. But I wanted to give you the floor to talk about the opportunity that there is to go to Columbia go play football at South Carolina and get to the next level because obviously you're seeing South Carolina guys on a weekly basis in the NFL balling out right now. For sure. For sure. I mean, at the end of the day, wherever you go, if you're good enough, they're going to find you. That's just, that's the reality of it. Um, that being said, yeah, I mean, I, I've, that's the first I've heard of it. Uh, you know, I'm an out of state guy. I went to South Carolina, you know, could have went to Florida, Florida state, Miami, any of the local schools, but my personal opinion, I wanted to get out of the state of Florida. I wanted to kind of expand, um, you know, and, and try to visit and kind of go other places. So, uh, you know, I can see why guys would, you know, venture out of the state of South Carolina. That being said, for the reason of, you know, getting, a, getting to the next level or getting to the NFL, you know, that's that's kind of stupid. You can get to the NFL from South Carolina. It is it is proven, like you said, every single week on, you know, you see a guy from Columbia or, you know, play for the Gamecocks every Sunday, you know, making plays. Yeah, I, I didn't want to spend too much time on it, but there was some commentary for some dudes. I, I think the guy – I'll tell you this. The guy that tweeted and said that and was talking crap, he, he went to Dutch Fork, apparently he played at Wake Forest. I had never even heard of him. So, 
whatever. <laughs> I guess I, consider consider the source, but Twitter's out here handing blue check marks to everybody these days, I guess. Um, Jimbo Fisher, did you ever have any interactions with him or did he ever recruit you? Or I know he's like a quarterback guy. Did, did you ever? The only time work? I talked to him, um, he was at a seven-on-seven tournament that um, when I was coaching for Team Tampa, you know, saw him for maybe, talked to him for maybe five minutes. It wasn't anything big. Uh, he was asking about our quarterback, who's now the starter at um, Harvard and is just freaking killing it. Um, but, yeah, uh, other than that, I, I never talked to him when he was recruiting. I was – or when he was – when I was getting recruited, that was still uh, – Bobby Bowden was still uh, coaching at Florida State. Very good. Very good. Love to hear that. Now, you go into this game, Stephen, against Texas A&M, and I know you're a guy, you played with a chip on your shoulder, so I'm sure this is something you would have welcomed because I'm trying to think when you were there, uh, South Carolina had beaten Alabama before. I'm trying to think, like, maybe, you did things that had never been done. Let's just put it that way. You guys did a lot of things that had never been done. So you look at this Texas A&M game. Carolina has never beaten Texas A&M, right? 0-8, a lot of the games haven't been close. But, you know, I hope the team, and I know they are, is taking on the mentality that you took on, I'm sure, in these types of moments, which is you have that chip on your shoulder. Why not be the first? I mean, I feel like that mentality alone or is one of the big things that got you to Columbia. Obviously, again, huge opportunity this weekend to do something that has not been done. And, again, to some, that might not be a big deal. But it is. But it is. Why not accomplish a bunch of firsts at Columbia? You got a chance to do it this weekend. For sure, for sure, especially after coming off the, uh, you know, the win in Lexington, right. the, the very very difficult, hostile Lexington, uh, Grover Field. Um, I'm sure I'll catch a lot of shit for that, too, that comment. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, coming off the win, you know, the, like we talked about, you know, this entire season, it's it's all about confidence for the most part. You know, if you're a confident team, um, you can do a lot of a lot of crazy shit. So I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping, I'm thinking that, you know, we, we're going to have a chance, you know, going into this year, uh, you know, I wasn't exactly, you know, positive about the outcome for this week. But, uh, you know, I think the way we played last week and we're fresh, we had a, a nice little bye week. Um, I think, what would you say, AM's on QB3 now? That's the the hot rumors that Haynes King, I, I don't know if it's confirmed yet, but it's all but confirmed that he is done and it will be QB3, which, you know, the kid, hot shot five-star, but I mean, your first That's game is at Willie. Yeah, it's your first game is at Willie B under the lights. Like, good luck, you know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah. So that's what it sounds like. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely a lot more confident going into this week than I was, you know, probably uh, at the start of the season. Yeah. And then you look at A&M. I mean, they just look very, very beatable, very gettable. And that's that's what, you know, that's one of the things we love about college football is how much of a week-to-week game it is, Stephen. I think we might have touched on this last week. But, you know, a- after your two cupcake games and you're going to the Kentucky game, folks are for, are down and out a bit or, you know, the morale is a little bit lower. And then you beat Kentucky and all of a sudden you look at your schedule. And I, I know Tennessee's obviously up and up and-, and Clemson looks like they're clicking again, unfortunately. But, man, the next four are all pretty winnable. The next four are all pretty winnable. So, yeah. you know, a-, a lot can still happen. A lot. Let- let's get back to, Stephen, that Tennessee game. I want to ask you just schematically. That's 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 what a lot of folks and it's so interesting because South Carolina didn't play. We're at the halfway point. Carolina's four and two. I'm happy with. It. Hey, this is where I was hoping the Gamecocks would be. I think you've put yourself in a position going into this second half to to win seven or eight, which I think in year two with Shane Beamer would be a great year. But fans get this envy watching Tennessee. Is there anything you see? And I, and I know the schemes are different, right? I I, I know they are. Josh Heupel, what he does, totally different. What stands out to you, though, watching Tennessee, what they do that makes them so good right now? 
I, I don't know. I don't know how the hell they became so damn good, to be honest with you. I mean, I thought they were like under some sort of suspension to where they couldn't go to any bowl games. I, that's the last thing I heard about it, to be honest with you. Um, actually, believe it or not, I actually uh, was texting Hypo um, yesterday. So that was pretty cool. He still has the same number. Um, but yeah, I mean, what? I don't know. It just seems like there are guys that are running open often. So I don't know if that's the X's and O's. I don't know if they just got these elite players that are, you know, just getting open. Uh, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. That's, that's like I said, that's the first game that I've really watched Tennessee play. So it's kind of hard to, to, you know, say anything regarding that right now. Yeah. And, and again, I, I just look at this game, you know, you come off the win, like you mentioned, Steven and Lexington, Texas A&M also with a bye week. So both teams should be fresh. You know, both teams should be healthy or as healthy as they have been in quite a while. Um, it's another big game for Spencer Rattler, man. It's another big one. And you just hope he can build on that second half in Lexington. You know, we went eight for 10, looked as good as he's looked all year. But, you know, it's – it's because it, it's interesting, Stephen. I, I don't know that I label Texas A&M as like a, like a must-win. And, again, I'm, I'm speaking what, – what people need to understand, as I was saying earlier, I'm speaking from my seat, my chair. As a player, they're all must-wins. There's no like, well, we don't have to win this. They're all must-wins. You're trying to win every game. So, but yeah, so but when I'm looking at the schedule, right, when I was looking at it over the summer, I, I labeled Mizzou as the must win, the game you absolutely have to have to have any semblance of a successful year. You know, Arkansas, the swing game, Kentucky, this inflection point game. So A&M might not be like a must win, but boy, it, it feels like a big one. I mean, it oh, really it, does. Just at oh, home, at night, protect your home field. We've seen South Carolina in these moments over the last couple of years not play their best. This is one, I think, Spencer Rattler, man. Like, again, I, I know I said it already this season, but it's like, stage is set. Yeah. Here you go. Pull yeah. back the curtain. What do you got? So, and I, I feel, I mean, just based on the last couple games um, that he's played, I feel like you can definitely see him getting a little more comfortable. He's not, mm. he's not getting his eyes down, or not, you know, getting his eyes on the rush and, and hauling us out of the pocket as quick. Um, so I feel like he's definitely starting to get a little more comfortable with everybody, with the team and, you know, play calling everything else. So, I mean, I'm I'm definitely I'm definitely feeling a lot more confident. Like I said, that's and that's like like we always talk about. It, confidence is freaking paramount in this uh, in this sport. So I I feel like it's a must win game. I mean, you, as as Herm Edwards says, you play to win the game. You know, you don't you don't go out there to get your ass whipped. I mean, this is this is big boy football here. So uh, I mean, I I'd, I'd consider it a must win game. And will he be will be shaking? We we had somebody asking on Twitter about will the student section show up? I was like, oh yeah, and they'll be lubricated. They will. Oh yeah. I, yeah, I I, I, yeah, they they I will be wait. ready to go. <laughs> I can't wait. We're uh we're gonna be we're gonna be tailgating at uh, the KW. So that's right. You will be at KW, right? With uh day chaser. The, day chaser. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Beautiful. So the Roach King will be in town. I mean, that's got to be a guaranteed dub if you're gonna be in town. Man, oh, gotta man, be. Yeah, I was uh, I was talking to Pat Demarco, so I'm gonna be uh be on the sideline and I'm gonna get a. I'll be I'll be rocking and rolling. I can promise That's you that. That's got to be a guaranteed dub, man. Has to be. Has to be. <laughs> um, Steven, I, I, you know, you um, uh, I don't know, man. It, it's going to be an awesome weekend for sure. I, I can't wait for it. I mean, obviously, again, like you said, you'll be in town, and and uh, I I think you do roll in with a lot of confidence. I know Vegas has you as a four point underdog in this one, and um, but I, I think there's a lot of reason to be optimistic for sure. I, oh, I know I, what I wanted to get to, um. QB three for Texas A&M. And you were obviously in that position of being a backup and then being thrust into a starting role. Maybe not so, so notably where it's like, I think we're all going to know probably tomorrow when Jimbo Fisher, 
maybe he'll do the gamesmanship thing, but I mean, it's it's been floating around for four or five days. This is probably going to be the case. What what was it? Just just go into the mind of what was it like? You know, being the backup, getting your opportunity to start. You know, you're such a young player. You're drinking water out of a fire hose, but. I know for you, obviously, it was a very exciting thing, and I know many fans were, were calling for it. But, uh, you know, it's a lot. It's a lot on a young guy to ask a dude like that to come in and sort of be the savior. You know, like, fair or unfair, that's kind of how you were labeled. And other yep. guys get labeled that way. These five-star guys, man, it's like, you're the savior. You're, come, right. come save us. And you're like, bro, I'm just trying to complete a pass, man. Yeah. Like, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> you're definitely uh, – what's the saying? Green around the gills or something like that. But, yeah, I mean, you're definitely uh, – you're definitely puckered up pretty good. Um, you know, I, I mean, we going to, uh, going to Kentucky, uh, you know, as I said, and I caught a lot of hell for it. It wasn't a crazy atmosphere. Uh, but anyways, when that second half and we ended up making that comeback and winning that game. And then the following week I was, you know, named the starter against the reigning champs and LSU. And I was like, Holy shit. The fuck <laughs> am I going to do now? Short week too. Short week. Yeah. 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 Short week. It was. Um, but I mean, that's, that's, why you dress up. That's why you play. That's why you practice. That's why you prepare. Um, you know, unfortunately we didn't win that game, but I mean, that was, that was the most fun that you could ever have as a, as an 18 year old kid. I mean, it's, you know, your eyes are this freaking big. I mean, it's everybody's rocking and rolling. Um, you know, I don't think anybody expected us to win that game, but I mean, we gave him hell. Uh, so I don't know. I think, uh, you, like you said, this kid's a five-star kid. He's, these guys are so much, more adapted to play college football at an early age than than even I was just because there's guys that are doing the quarterback training and you know teaching the in-game stuff and trying to get these guys as comfortable as possible you know in a game like scenario so I don't know I know he's QB3 but I mean like you said he's a five-star kid so he may be he may light us up I mean it was Kenny Hill's first uh, start against us too so <laughs> I remember I remember I lost a, I lost a nice little bet on that one that was that was tough to swallow yeah, it was tough. I was in the stadium as well, and that, that was uh, that was brutal. That was brutal. Kenny Trill, Heisman Trophy, yep. and then I think he did like nothing after that. We just we made him, we made his year basically. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I think back to that 07 LSU game. I, I, what a memorable first start for you because I know we already talked about it, but the, that was the that was the getting trucked by the ref game. Yeah, that was also the, I think the most memorable play for me. I wasn't there in person, Stephen. I was watching on TV, but I just. You could you could see it, and you were a different mold of QB. I know Savelle obviously played QB, so he had that that dual threat running style. But you know Spurrier, getting to Carolina, he was much more of a just like a Blake Mitchell, pure pocket guy, mm-hmm. not going to run around, drop back three step, five step, seven step. Which I don't know the last time I saw a seven step drop. By the way, um, <laughs> I haven't. It's, it's been a lot. Not happening. It's just no. not happening. Um, but, uh, like I, I think back to, I mean, I don't know if you were watching, but Oh five UCF, like that touchdown to Noah Whiteside, his first touchdown at Carolina. And it's like, it's that play action. I mean, you're like, good God. Like I, you just don't ever see that anymore. No. Um, but so you were a kind of different mold guy. And I just remember when you had that run, I don't remember specifically what the down and distance or whatever you might, but when you run and you run to the sideline, you're just pumping up the students. Yeah. Like, let's go. And we're on offense. Yeah, did, that that was like, that's 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 why you brought Garcia here. So yep, that was fun, dude. It, it was fun. What I mean, you had some very memorable runs. I think back like Florida, you spun out of a couple. Bama spun out of a couple. Every now and then, every now sneaky, and then, sneaky, 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 sneaky fast, sneaky <laughs> fast. So and, and and never afraid. Obviously, like you mentioned before, to put the shoulder down. That, that, yeah. We love that. Yeah, that's never. That's afraid. the advantage of being two fifty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, well, 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 I, I remember when you were talking to Corey Jenkins when we were at the uh, the Steel Hands event. You, yeah. you were like, yeah, I, I, I'll still truck your ass. So, <laughs> Corey's a big boy now. Corey's a big dude. Yeah, he's he's a moose for sure. Yeah, yeah, he's a moose, no doubt. Steven, always a pleasure, man. I appreciate it again. Looking forward to this weekend. Going to be a lot of fun. You're going to be in town on the sideline. That sounds like a guaranteed dub to me. I, I feel I'm like hoping. I'd be a, I feel like yep. I'd be a fool to pick against Carolina now knowing that information. So, yeah, we should. Uh, I'll text the uh, the itinerary with the day chaser people. But I land at like ten o'clock in the morning Thursday, and it's it's all gas, no brakes. So, dude, yeah, dude, I, I will be in town probably. I mean, I'm wide open this week, but at the latest Friday. So let's get up for sure. We'll make something happen. I know the people would appreciate it. And maybe we'll sip a Rebel Rabbit. Yeah. (laughs) One One. singular. One one singular until proven otherwise that I can function off more than that. (laughs) Uh, Steven, appreciate you, man. Always a pleasure. We'll talk soon. Yes, sir. Absolutely, man. Yeah, man. Take care. Steven Garcia, former Gamecocks quarterback. What a time. And guys, always electric. As you heard, the Roach King will be in town this weekend to watch the Gamecocks. He'll be on the sideline for South Carolina, Texas A&M. Also, guys, in case you missed it, in case you missed it, it dropped during our conversation, South Carolina, Texas A, or excuse me, Texas A&M, South Carolina, Missouri. See, I'm trying to do multiple things at once. South Carolina, Mizzou, a 4 o'clock kickoff at Williams-Brice Stadium on the SEC Network. You absolutely love to see it. Folks, on that note, a lot of exciting stuff to get into. That more, your questions as well, and your calls on the other side. Let's jump into a break. You are tuned in to The Daily Crow. All right, guys, we're back. Taking your questions, comments, calls, 843-790-3377. That's 843-790-3377. Again, I want to say thank you to Stephen Garcia for taking the time to chat. It is always a pleasure, always an exciting time when we're chatting with Stephen Garcia. Always appreciate him. Um, Really, really good stuff. Uh, Again, guys, be sure if you missed any of that conversation or you just want to go back and listen The Daily Crow is being distributed to our TSUS podcast feed. That will drop every single day at 3 o'clock in podcast form. iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts. And again, guys, it's now on that main feed, right? So you don't have to go to the Daily Crow podcast feed. Um, It is on the main podcast feed. Aaron Thompson breaks bleeding out the eyeballs. God, three breaks over a two-hour show. That is so many breaks. Pipe down, slap, Nick. Um, anyways, I uh, appreciate Stephen Garcia. Always a blast. Always a pleasure. Um, also, guys, Stephen Garcia's segment will be on YouTube, the full video conversation, 20, 30-minute segment or whatever. Uh, will be on YouTube. You can go back and watch it. Uh, so, that'll be, that'll be dope. That'll be dope. You guys can go check it out. Let's get into your questions, guys. Phone lines are open, 843-790-3377. That's 843-790-3377. Yeah, phone lines are wide open. You can also text that same number. Again, great podcast, guys. Dropped uh, this morning, episode 715. Full breakdown of the first half of this season. Uh, The midseason report card that dropped. So, Rakeem says, is the fair being this weekend a good or bad thing for the game? Seeing a lot of things. Don't think it really matters, my guy. Here we go. John, what's up, man? How are you? 
Good, how are you, dude? I'm doing well. Appreciate you asking. What's up? Sister and brother came in for the weekend for my birthday, and that's my calling real quick. And this is on my thing in the chat. I just wanted to put it down. I don't know why they want you to know this, but my sister has a story about football related, but my sister got me the most this weekend. John Edward, John Edward, we, we, John Edward, we, we can't hear you, my guy. Speak into the mic. Hold on. Sounds like you're, sounds like you're in a cave, my guy. Uh, hold on, give me one second. Hear me now? Yes. What's up? Oh, oh, sorry about that, my but friend. Anyway, uh, my long story short, uh, my sister got me an incredible gift this weekend. Mm-hmm. She got me a baseball signed. I'm not joking. A baseball signed by the entire 2022 Carolina baseball team. Wow. The entire team. That's pretty cool. Yeah. No, yeah. Like, I, dude, I got out of a bag, and she told me what it was. And obviously, it was there in my hand. And she told me what it was. I'm like, what? Because going back a few months, it's not like months and like a year ago, but it's like a few, couple months ago, something like maybe a month at this point. So, a while back, my, one of my friends from high school got me a ball signed by uh, Christian Walker, Matt Price, and John Taylor. And so, I had that one a while. It had been sitting in my room for a long time. And for some reason, the ball, that ball ended up on my bedroom floor. And I went and take a shower because I'm like, you know what? I'll go take a shower. I'll get back to my room. I'll pick it up off the floor when I get back and take a shower. I get in my room. It is chewed up by, by our dog. So I'm like, ah, dang it. Like, I wasn't, I was, I was. You said the, ba- the baseball the got chewed up. Not, not the one my sister got me. This okay. is a different one. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So. Like I thought, the, I thought it was chewed up. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me! I mean, it's signed by Walker Price and John Taylor for crying that loud. Yeah, that's that's. And not I'm good. like, that's I mean, I, I'm like, I'm like, you know what? I I am upset, but I can't be mad entirely at our dog Jack because I'm like, this is partly on me as well because I left it on the floor. Mm-hmm. I mean, he shouldn't have chewed it to begin with, but I mean, I did leave it on the floor, so it's partly my fault. So anyway, I told my brother and sister that story that a dog had to dust the ball. And not knowing, my sister said she, my sister even tried to find Ray Taylor's number. I'm not even joking. That's what she told me. So well, I'm wrapping up here. I was going to tell you the story, not in person, but, you know, voice to voice. And so she said my sister found someone's number in the baseball athletic department number she told them the story and they got the whole ball signed by the entire upcoming team which is like i did not expect to do that all this weekend i'm like yeah. i'm like that's my sister i'm like mm-hmm. i'm like ellie my sister's name is ellie so i told my sister i'm like thank you <laughs> like i don't know how you did that but i can't i, I mean i mean it's incredible i mean like, i i didn't call her later actually really yeah, and I, I said thank her. I, I said thank you, you to her Saturday, but I need to like, punch her call her again. And, mm-hmm. uh, hey, Very cool. Sounds like you had a good weekend, my guy. Sounds like you had a good weekend. Uh, yeah, it was actually pretty cool. I mean, other than I know a lot of people. Um, let me ask you, Chris, let me ask you this question. Yeah. Do you think there's people in our fan base, more people in our fan base hate Tennessee or Alabama? 
Tennessee for sure. Uh, not even remotely close. Okay. Not even remotely close. Okay. Yeah. I just thought it out because I know. We, we, I mean, we don't, e- we, don't even, like we don't even play Alabama. Why, why would anybody hate? I mean, I, you know, I know. I, I, know. Don't, I don't like them either, but like, yeah, we have to deal with Tennessee on a them. yearly basis. Yeah, I, I, I thought I'd ask. But yeah, I was, I was cheering for Alabama because I don't like Tennessee either. So <laughs> kind of bummed me out to, like, you got to be kidding me. And then the fans go nuts and rush the field and. So, anyway, um, yeah, on a game week again, and I actually found football to watch this weekend, even though we weren't playing. Like, I'm not going to be one of those guys that just because your team's not playing, you don't, I don't watch football. Like, I'm not the kind of person. I still watch football even though we're not playing. So, anyway, I thought I'd call in, call in and tell you that story. I love it. John Edward, I appreciate the call, my guy. Always a pleasure. Oh, yeah, yeah. Thank you, dude. Right, hey, you dude. Take care. I, I want to say this, but I probably shouldn't. A, a baseball signed by the entire 2022 team. The 2022 team that went 28 and 30. Hmm. Anyways, um, Coleman Hall, I see all this rushing the field hate on social media. Didn't South kind of rush the field in back to back weeks in 2000? Yeah, Coleman, I, I'll say this. I have no problem with Tennessee rush like like why would you have a problem with Tennessee rushing the field I mean they beat Alabama for the first time in 15 years like why wouldn't you I I just I have no issue with that I don't like Tennessee but I don't hate them enough to 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 dog them for that I would have been right down there with them so anyways um Hmm. Adrian, thank you so much for the love. Says, love your content. Thank you. Appreciate that. Thank you. Rebecca, you're more than welcome to call in. Rebecca, you're, hey, listen. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. And the last time Rebecca called in on a game week, it worked. So, Rebecca, let's go ahead, get it out the way. Let's go ahead and do it today. I know you've got a lot to say because old Tennessee. Hey, come on, Rebecca. Phone lines are open. Your number's unblocked. You're more than welcome to call in. And you get one a week, so make it count. You get one a week, make it count. Make it count, Becky, make it count. Anyways, guys, thank you all so much for tuning in uh, as we sit here 1255. <laughs> I appreciate all my folks, by the way, in the Big Cock Club Discord. We are going to have, guys, another hangout tomorrow night. Tomorrow night we'll hang out 8 o'clock in the Big Cock Club Discord, Big Cock Club hangout. Um, yeah, we, we stormed the field when we beat New Mexico State because we had lost 21 straight games. That's why. Uh, WD40. Sorry if I missed your text, by the way. I did see this text. He says, how's the shuttle from CLA to the stadium? My man, the university won't tell me crap. I want to get my group of eight at the stadium quick as possible. Won't be in Columbia until six. WD40, I wouldn't know enough. I've never taken the shuttle. Uh, I probably wouldn't trust it. I I don't know, though. I, I don't know. I don't know. That is a university question, man. I mean, I can do some research for you, but I, I genuinely have no idea. I'll be at Seawells. So, um, yeah, I, I, I'd say if you want to avoid that, you want to make sure you get in the stadium for 2001 pregame festivities, pay to park. I, that's that's going to be your best bet, pay to park. Cocky Twan says, Austin Greer, what's going on, by the way? I see you. I see you. 
Um, M. Colt, Clemson does storm. They, they don't necessarily storm the field. Let's be fair. They meet at the Paul every game. They, they, they go on the field every game. So, Mars standing. I don't hate Tennessee as much as I hate Clemson, but Tennessee loss is coming against Georgia. We'll see. Age of Hours, best betting line for the game. You know that's Wednesday, AJ. That's Wednesday. I'll let you know on Wednesday what the best bet is. I don't know yet. I don't know what I like most yet. Rebecca, I unblocked your number. Your number's unblocked, Rebecca. Unless I blocked your your burner phone number. I unblocked the only number I got for you, Rebecca. Dandridge, I I, rebe- I unblocked the only number I got for you. And I'm not going to read it out loud. Anyways, anyways. Um, Austin Greer, boomer take. Rushing the field should be banned in all the NCAA. A bit of a boomer take, yeah. Yeah. Greg Bedinger, Mizzou game is at 4 o'clock. Again, I, I saw Cocky Twan, I believe, comment this earlier. When he said that he's jealous and envious of Tennessee's success. I feel like that's how a lot of fans feel today. I do. And so I, I talked on the show today, and I, and I saw a lot of comments, which is great. The beauty's in the banter. I love it. And this, this content, when I hand out grades, it always generates a ton of banter because it's such a, you know, we all have different opinions, right? It, it's, such a, 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 it's, it's such a subjective thing, right, of how you feel about it and how you would grade certain things. And what you have to understand, guys, is this. Because I know a lot of people say, well, if the, if the offense is a C minus and the defense is a B minus and the special teams A plus and this and this, then how does that equal an A minus for the overall? Here's why I gave the overall an A minus. Guys, we are exactly where I picked us to be at this point. If I would have told you, hey, if I would have told you back over the summer, It's going to be Monday, October the 17th. South Carolina is going to be 4-2, 1-2 in SEC play. They're going to be ranked 29th in both major polls. Not ranked, but receiving votes effectively 29th, just on the outside of the top 25. And they're going to be just four-point underdogs going into a night game under the lights against Tennessee, or excuse me, Texas A&M. Who wouldn't have signed up for that? So I give the first half an A- minus because while it didn't look the way I would have liked it or any of us would have liked it offensively, we're exactly where I hoped we'd be. So what I'm not going to do is kick and scream and act entitled and act spoiled and Well, we just haven't won by enough. And I understand how you win is what matters, right? Literally, we had a lot of discussion and and, and banter in the Discord of the weekend watching the Tennessee-Alabama game, and folks get so disgruntled because they watch the Tennessee offense. And that's where a lot of the frustration comes in. That's where a lot of the frustration comes in. And Coleman Hall says it. 
We're very underachieving, and a lot of our wins feel underwhelming. Well, the problem is this. Hey, we're one and two in conference play, right? We've only played three SEC games. Your best win is over a Kentucky team without its quarterback. That's the reality. That's your best win of the season. But you're still four and two. I, I just, I get what you're saying. You know, and, and you got blasted by Georgia. Hasn't looked great all the time. But you're still four. Like, I sit right now, guys, I am not, I feel like a lot of our fans right now are unsettled. A lot of our fans are, are just very disgruntled. More than I even expected. And there's this, this jealousy. There's this envy. And that's a factor that makes the South Carolina job harder than it used to be. Those who think critically or can think critically understood what I was asking when I said, does Josh Heupel's success in his first season and a half in Knoxville, does it put more pressure on Shane Beamer? Not in the sense of anybody's calling for Beamer's job. Nobody's doing that. If you do, you're a slack dick. But folks see that. And when your rivals are having success, when your rivals, the teams you hate the most, are doing well, nobody wants to see that. And you want what they have. Again, it's like I said earlier, like it's it's like Christmas morning and you open your gifts and you get your gifts and you're happy for an instant. You're happy for a moment. Oh, look what I got. But then you look over and you see your brother, your sister, your cousin. You see what they got. And you immediately become jealous. You immediately become envious of what they have instead of appreciating what you've got. That's kind of how it comes off. And as I said in the first hour, we, we've just, I think as a fan base, we've somewhat lost our innocence. The Gamecocks fan base has lost its innocence to a degree. Not the entire fan base, but I see a lot of fans. Like, for us to be 4-2 and two right now and grade the first half of the season as a C-. minus, Really? Really? Carolina's fighting a different fight than a Tennessee, guys. But why is Tennessee having this? Because they're Tennessee and we're not. We're not Tennessee. We don't have the tradition. We don't have the history. And it, I think that matters. I really do. Now, I think Shane Beamer is going to put us in the best possible position to take it to the next level. I do think so. I do believe that. And I think I think Coach Beamer knows what has to happen. I'll just I'll just leave it at that. Because if you looked at Gamecocks football right now, guys, what's the thing that has to get fixed? If South Carolina's this, I'm not even saying do what Tennessee's doing. If Carolina's going to go from six to seven a year to eight to nine a year, what has to happen? We have to be better offensively. We have to score more points. Like I think. When you look at college football right now, defenses, our defense is fair. To accept, press one. Offense is lacking. Will, what's up, man? 
two times a day. I usually don't call it twice, but I wanted to add something real quick while yeah. you're talking about yeah. that. Um, the the wide receiver kid from Greenville, I think he was the number one wide receiver in South Carolina. Yeah, Bennett. Just committed last night to Tennessee. You saw that, right? Yes, absolutely. Um, you're starting to worry a little bit about getting the offensive skill players out of this area going forward just because of how good that looks over there. I just hope that this doesn't start to be the trend where we're losing some of those top-end guys from the state to Tennessee. You know what I'm saying? Because our offense isn't going to exactly scream out, come play for us, you're going to get your numbers. Because if you watch our offense, it's like even our be- even Jaheim Bell, I don't think he's even cracked 100 yards yet receiving. He might have, barely. But you know what I mean? Like you, you kind of start to worry a little bit about how that looks from the outside. Yeah. I, I mean, dude, I, I – and I can just tell you this. They know that. They, they, they know that. I, I really do yeah. believe they know that from the people I've talked to. They know that. Um, because at the end of the day, here's the thing. Here's the thing. You, you've got to be – you can – you know, I've had this conversation before sort of in a, in a different context because folks talk about today's athlete and what have you. And you can think whatever you want to think, right? Okay, Boomer, whatever you say. Like you can think whatever you want to think about today's athlete. But if you cannot – coach today's athlete and more importantly you can't recruit and get today's athlete to want to play for you i don't give a damn how much you know about x's and o's i don't give a damn how good you think your scheme is i don't give a damn how none of that you know if guys don't want to play for you then you're done You, you can't succeed i got one more quick one for you so let's say we finish eight and four this year Right, which would be a good year for anybody. A dream finish, my friend. A a dream finish. Right, right. Let's just say, though, eight and four. But let's say the offense kind of looks like this the rest of the year and we grit our way to eight and four. Is Satterfield gone after this year? Is my question. I think it is a short sighted approach to not still make the move. I think it would be a very short-sighted approach. I understand winning cures all. I I get that. But you you, got to score points to win, man. You you, you just have to. This isn't a 20-17 to type of game anymore. This isn't a 17. If it was, Will Muschamp would still be coaching here. Like, it's it's just you got to score, dude. You got to score. Yeah. You know, that's the only worry I have. The only worry I have is that Beamer is so attacked or just, you know, he likes his guys. And I'm just worried that if we pull the season out and make it an eight and four year, which would be great. And everybody would be happy that he would point to Satterfield as part of that success and keep them, you know, and I don't mean to be gloom and doom. I mean, I, I hate to be that guy, but I'm just saying going forward, you know, I'm just thinking out loud here, like, to get better to make that next step, our offense has to take that next step, and, and I haven't seen it so far, and hopefully we do see it. But if we don't, he's got to be gone, right, regardless. Yeah, I mean, and, and, I, and I'll say this. I am uh, – I'm someone – I mean, you know, man, you, you've, you've listened to my content long enough. Like, I, I'll be very brutally honest about personnel and, hey, we just don't have the players. We don't have the talent. I'm not saying we're, we're, we're as deep as we need to be or we're going to be, and, like, we still need to upgrade across the board. But, man, it, it's just really hard to, like – because, like, it'd be different if the, our quarterback was a five-star guy who had never played and 
we were kind of, you know, we felt like he could be good, but he had never proved it. But, like, Spencer Rattler's played good football. He's played really good football. And, and maybe he lights it up in the second half, but it's just like, it's that that's where that's where a lot has been left to be desired. So you know you hope again. The se- I, I don't want to write off the rest of the year because there's a lot of football to go, and you hope that the second half against Kentucky can can uh, can spark this season. We're not going to be Tennessee then. We're we're just not. Not this year. We're not. We're we're not going to score. F- Nobody. So Tennessee's the only team doing that but, uh, to that level. So like, let's yeah. let's give credit by the way that like what they're doing. I mean, everybody in college football is looking at like, holy shit, like what is the secret sauce? Like yeah. something's going on up there. So, but but we can, I just, I think we all agree we can be much, much better. Like, like we can be much better. I mean, it, it's still, even after beating Kentucky, it's still shocking the way that Josh Van and Jaheim Bell and, and these guys are just, they're non-factors, bro. They're, they're just for, they're forgotten guys. guys. Yeah, we got guys on the outside. That's what I'm saying. If we didn't have the, I know the years. I know you watch close too. It's like you know when you in 15 you knew we were limited on the outside. We had one guy. There's years this year. It just doesn't seem. It seems like we got the, the personnel. You know what I mean? I do. We're just not doing it, and that's what's frustrating. Is that it feels like we got some guys. We got a guy that can throw the ball. It just you know, Josh fans are talking about plays that were called for him. Stuff like that. It's, just, it's not a good look for Satterfield, you know. Um, but anyway, I'll hang up the list, bro. I started to call twice and then stir up shit. But I, that's, no, you're good. <laughs> hey, no, you're good, Will. I appreciate it, man. Always a pleasure to chat with you. Later, man. Yeah, man. Take care. Yep. Great stuff. Um, by the way, I see in the comments, and I appreciate Will calling in. I see, uh, I see Bree commenting. I think Bree is is a very so still hating on Sat this week, I see. I'm not tuning to the show, just the chat box, busy with other stuff. I think Lady Bree is a Marcus Satterfield stand to a degree. And listen, hey, I'm not a Marcus Satterfield hater. I'm a hater of bad offense. I'm a hater of not scoring enough points. But, uh, you know, we'll see. Hey, there's six more games to go. A lot of opportunity to get maybe the second half. Again, you know, coming from the corporate world, and the sales world, right? They talk a lot about having a light bulb moment, right? Like every great salesperson. This can apply to any walk of life, right? Whenever you're on any sort of a venture, especially when you're learning a skill, for some people, it's one rep. For others, it's 10. For others, it's 100. For others, it's 1,000. For some, it's never. But you have that light bulb moment, right? Where it just, it clicks, right? And you go from being just okay to being exceptional, right? So maybe, maybe the second half in Lexington, maybe that was the light bulb moment for the offense. We're not going to know until this weekend against Texas A&M and as the season plays out. That's what you hope for, at least, that that was the light bulb moment. Okay, this is all clicking. This all makes sense. This is how we execute this. This is how we get the most out of this. Maybe, just maybe, that was the light bulb moment. That's what I'm hoping for, at least. That's what I'm hoping for. Twan says, Chris, I don't know if Spencer's the guy. The O-line's playing so good, but yet he's still not trusting them. Well, again, I'll say this, Twan. Did Spencer Rattler play well in the second half? He did at Kentucky. So, I mean, you're not going to – you're 
you're not would be a bold move, Twan, to bench Spencer Rattler going into this weekend. Would be a bold move. I don't think it's going to happen. Most certainly don't think it's going to happen. Uh, Coach Ford, we will know we are good if we can beat another team that is shorthanded and the worst team they've had in a decade. Coach Ford, you were the most miserable son of a bitch I've ever seen, ever. And I love you to death, but my God, Coach Ford, all we can do is play who's on the schedule. What do you want, my guy? That's it. Like, do you want Texas A&M to be number one in the country? I mean, holy, I'm not saying crown the Gamecocks if they beat A&M, but damn it, I'd rather beat them than lose. It's it's like I'm, I'm out here putting out a grade for the first half of the season, and Coach Ford, I, I understand we played some 13th grade teams in South Carolina State and Charlotte, but they still count. Like, what do you want me to do, not count them? Put an asterisk and be like, well, these are the actual numbers because these games don't count according to Travis Ford on Facebook. I mean, they all count. I don't know what – they all count. They all count. I love Coach Ford to death, bro, but it, the, the, the shtick gets old. Like, if we go out and beat Texas A&M, Coach Ford will be the first – I got to bite my tongue because I'm about to curse. and I know we got kids tuned in. Coach Ford will be running to Facebook posting about how, how good we are. Like, I, I, I know A&M. Who gives a damn? Like, I'd love to kick them while they're down. Would you not, Coach Ford? Would you rather them be good? I'd love to kick A&M while they're down. Would you not? Hey, Mizzou's not great either. I don't want to lose to them, though. Vandy sucks. Who gives a damn? Let's suck less. Let's suck less. The reality is outside of Georgia, Bama, and Tennessee, and Ole Miss... Everybody kind of sucks. So let's suck the least. Let's suck the least. I, I mean, I just like, what is the point? Coach Ford, like, you're the guy that I preach to. After you win, after you lose, you're going to be miserable. That is a given. And, and I think that makes sense. Losing sucks. But damn it, after a win, like, after a win, come on, dude. Come on. I can assure you if we beat Texas A&M, I'm certainly not going to be sitting here a week from today saying, well, it was the worst team they've had in a decade. They didn't have their quarterback. So let's 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 pipe down. Let's hold the brakes on win. Who gives a fuck, bro? Winning is fun. Coach Ford, you're a Gamecock. If you don't enjoy this life, go pull for Tennessee. You're choosing, though, to endure this. So... Maybe start to enjoy winning a little more because if the only way you're satisfied is by beating number one teams and, and going 12-0, you've picked the wrong team, dog. That's just the fact. So either find a way to enjoy victories or you're going to be a miserable some bitch forever. Like, I don't know what to tell you. And that kind of goes to everybody. Like, that's what I'm saying. We're four and two. Like, I'm not ecstatic with the offense either. But damn it, it's better than being three and three. I mean, I don't know. Like, shit. I know Coach Ford's playing devil's advocate. I know he is. I love it because Coach Ford get Coach Ford, what he does. Coach Ford, he just throws me the alley-oop. And I slam that shit. 
That's why I love Coach Ford being in here. But And I get what he's saying. I get what you're saying, Travis. It's Travis Ford. We call him Coach Ford, though, because of the comments. But it's like, Coach Ford, we can only play who's on the schedule. Like, go hate on Clemson for the dog shit they play. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, like it's just like, bro, I'd rather – dub's a dub's a dub. I, I, I hope half – you know, I, I, I hope – I don't give a damn who they got playing. Go to QB4. I'll take the dub. Cool. Because when I look – hey, when we look back on the season, I'm not going to say, well, Kentucky didn't have their quarterback. I'm like, we beat Kentucky, period. End of discussion, we beat them. Do you think Tennessee is 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 coming into Monday saying, well, let's 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 relax? I mean, Bryce Young wasn't exactly a hundred percent. He was like ninety-four percent. They don't give a shit. Nor should they. Nor should they. I'm just saying winning is fun. There's no like, yeah, but when if we beat Texas AM. bro, I'm gonna smoke the Aggie. I might smoke two in a row. I might smoke back to back stogies. The good news is these days, TSUS to the freaking moon, we got plenty of reasons to smoke cigars. I could smoke a cigar every freaking day. We got plenty of reasons to smoke stogies. We might smoke two Aggie packs. We might smoke the Aggie pack, the Jimbo pack. We'll just smoke packs for days. I'm going to celebrate the shit out of the win. I'm not going to say, yeah, but I don't give a damn. To, to Coach Ford's point, he comments, I'm not apologizing for beating Kentucky or maybe A&M, but I don't know that it shows the progress we act like it will. Well, Coach Ford, I'd rather, I'd rather figure out the second half of your statement after a win. Like, you know what I mean? Like, how much progress is it? I don't know, but damn it, we won. Who gives a shit? Like, you know, like, if we're five, if we're five and two after A&M, Dream season is on, dude. Like, that's that dream start. Let's jump to the phone lines. To accept, press one. Rebecca, what's going on? How are you? Good. Uh, is Coach Ford wants to, wants to be a uh, Tennessee Vols fan? I don't know. Co- like Coach, Ford, Coach Ford is a proud Gamecock fan because there's no way – He'd tune into this show if he wasn't. At least I think so. At least I think so. Rebecca, you, I'm sure, Rebecca, you, you have had a time because the world, not just this show, not just social media, the world is hyping up Tennessee today. I know that bothers you. Yeah, it does. I've seen enough of it on it Facebook. Was a, it was a horrid weekend. I Forgive me for saying this, but it was a horrid weekend to be Becky. That, that, it just – it was. It was. A horrid weekend when Tennessee wins like that. All right. And then what gets me is that they uh, tear down the field goal thing, the field goal uh, post. Right. And then the SEC – Cons them, and then they ask for them uh, donations for them getting another field goal. 
that that, oh. was, that was pretty absurd. I'm not gonna lie. Like you, you encourage fans oh, to come tear, tear down the goalposts, and then the school who has a gazillion dollars is asking for money to pay for the goalpost. Yeah, that, that's yeah. kind of cool. And then I seen another thing on the news channel that the uh, the goalpost went in and uh, went into the Tennessee River. It did. It did. I, I did hear. You know, it's funny. I, I uh, I'm actually in a group chat. I think I've told y'all all this before, but I'm in a group chat. With my buddies that uh, that that live up in Knoxville, the guys that we went to the, the baseball series with, and they said that a piece of a piece of the field goal post made its way to Frat Row over by the uh, the baseball stadium. Those guys were having a good time. I can assure you they were having a good time. Right. Oh, i ever seen Tennessee fans can be so childless as i ever seen. They're pathetic, you know? Right. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like I said, tough tough weekend to be Becky when, when, when Tennessee wins the way they did. Tough. Very tough. All right. Let me put this, uh, put you on speaker for a minute because I'm wanting to read what I said on Facebook. To okay. You okay. And to everybody. Yeah, I was, I was trying to go back and find what you said because you, you've said a lot today that uh, today's, I believe, uh, about today's word of the day or the theme of the day or, or something. I, I don't know. You've been, you've been, if you've been active. Today's, today's, uh, day, uh, Today's word of the day is fuck. Okay? Because I know we've been using it a lot here lately. No, I have. I hate to say that, but that's besides the point. I'm trying to find um, real quick. Other than that, how you doing, Chris? I am doing fantastic. Doing great. Uh, it's a hell of a start of the week. Um, yeah, just very happy. Very happy. So, I, I uh, word of the day is fuck. Okay, that's it. Uh, how are you doing, Rebecca? No, I'm pretty good. And, and you know, I'm telling you, once is a coincidence. In regards to you calling in and us winning the same week, once can be labeled a coincidence, but twice, if it happens this weekend, we've really got something. We we really do. So we'll see. All right, here. This is what I put on Facebook. I said, "Childless Tennessee Vols fans, I ever seen in my life." They have no class at all or no dignity for their own self. That's what I put on Facebook. I mean, all they are is... That's what they are. Just childish. No good snitches. Right. And going tearing up uh, darn gold post for no damn reason. Yeah. 
uh, uh, that didn't get you nowhere in life. All that did is give you a darn fine from the SEC. You know what I'm saying? You know, I, I, yeah, I hear you. Um, your, your, your best friend, John Rice, though, you know, he says that uh, if Carolina would have won like that, he would have been carrying the Carolina goalpost all the way to five points, childish or not. So, I don't know. Some people, some people thought it was pretty cool. All right. But if it was, no, if it was, if it was Carolina, you know, us Gamecocks and we want to, and we tore it down and everything else. I, I wouldn't mind having a piece of that to put on, you know, in my room that I have all decked up in South Carolina. <laughs> that would be awesome, though. <laughs> uh. Now I just need to try to get myself down there for the Tennessee game. Would like to come down there. It was anyway. If I can, if I can come up with the money. I might go take out a loan just to come down there and just see the game. Got to find a way, Becky. I'll be down there with John Rice. You got to find a way. It'll be a good time. I I do it. I just got to find somebody that will ride with me. Get Dale to ride with you. Y'all come on. Yeah. I don't know if Dale could do it or not. But I noticed we ain't heard from Robbie Davis. What's up with that? Uh, Robbie DM me. I think Robbie might be out of town. I think that's what it is. So, Robbie's out living his best life. Wondering. I was wondering why he ain't called in yet. He's out living his best life. Right. So, I was just, you should have seen all the posts on Facebook, uh, seen stuff that my pastor's wife, pastor put on there about Tennessee Wilds. I mean, it ain't one person to another going off about Tennessee winning over damn Alabama, and I'm like, okay, do I give a fuck? Do I really give a fuck if you win over over it or not? I was like, you okay. Know, you know, I, 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 I hate to say this about a man of the Lord, but your pastor might be a slapdick. Did I have not said that? Was that too much? I don't know. Either way. I think that was a little bit too much there, Chris. Oh, well. Lord, forgive me. <laughs> yeah, Lord, forgive us all. Yeah, over the weekend, like, you wouldn't believe what I did. Try me. I drank, uh, I drank some vodka. Oh, Wow. I had some vodka while I was over there at Dale's and we was watching some games. 
and stuff like that. And uh, we was watching the Tennessee game and the other game that was on there, me and him. He fixed me a, a glass of sweet tea with vodka in it. Sounds like a Next. wild time. Yeah. It was a good wild time. Sounds like a wild but, time indeed. Right. And, yeah, I know everybody's wanting me to call in, but they miss me. And then I'm like, I only get them call in once a week. It's Chris that is doing it. It's not me. And I'm like, there's some of them that when I get on here, you going to call in today, Rebecca? I'm like, I can only do it one time a week. Y'all going to have to take it up with Chris if y'all want me to call in. I'm like, I don't see anything wrong with it, but that's your call, Chris. Uh, oh, did you... Um, enjoy your food that i paid for i i did i did I, I, I did i do appreciate it rebecca that was that was truly a kind gesture so i appreciate that i appreciate that yeah yeah i thought you would like that i might do something for you for christmas well thank you i appreciate it i appreciate it well, rebecca <laughs> stay tuned all right I, i'm working on the uh the t-shirt i got you and yeah so uh, I, that's what I was going to ask you about yep. that too so yep I got you I'd like to have that it'll like be to have that done by the time the game it, gets here it, for it'll me. it'll it'll be there by Tennessee we'll have it taken care of I got you Rebecca what a call one of your best truly one of your best I appreciate you calling in until next right, time well, Un undefeated undefeated when Rebecca calls in let's keep it rolling yeah, I uh, like I said, I love y'all down there in South Carolina. Go Gamecocks all the way. So this do a spark. Indeed, indeed. Well said, Rebecca. Appreciate you. We'll talk again next week. Great stuff. More than one call a week, too much. No calls per week, not enough. One's about right. One's about right. All right. Anyways, uh, guys, let's go ahead and jump into a quick break. On the other side, though, hey, I want to continue to hear from you. More of your questions, comments, calls, and more. You're tuned in to The Daily Crow. All right, guys, we're back. Taking your questions, comments, calls, 843-790-3377. Three three seven seven. Again, appreciate you all tuning in here on this Monday, October the seventeenth, twenty twenty-two. Hey, great podcast! Did drop this morning, episode seven fifteen of the Spurs Up Show. Our full mid-season report card dropped. Let's go ahead and jump back to the phone. Call lines. from Hunter. Hunter, what's up, man? How are you? Not much. I'm doing good. What about you? I'm doing well, man. Appreciate you asking. What's going on? No, uh, yeah. So, um, did you get the picture I tagged you in on Twitter uh, from from the Florida and LSU game? I did. Okay, that was you. All right. Yeah, I did see that. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was kind of. Yeah, that was. Kind of, I'll be honest. I thought it was kind of was, random, but that was cool to see you in the stadium. 
Yeah, no, I figured I'd tag you because, uh, you know, obviously that was my first uh, call, ever college football experience. Yeah. And, yeah, that, that was that was definitely, like, good. the Florida fans now, they're, they're rowdy out there. I'm telling you, like, it was something different out there. Yeah, and they got their butts kicked, too. So, that was probably a lot of fun to watch. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, without a doubt. That was, that was fun to watch. But, um, no, I mean, they they got the whole light show going on at the end of the third quarter. Uh, I guess they have, like, their apps built in their phone. And I guess, like, the lights do it for them and everything. I guess they have, like, a Tom Petty anthem or something like that. So. they they Yes, they do sing uh, Won't Back Down by Tom Petty. They, they, that's a tradition at Florida. Yeah, yes. yeah. That was, that was the coolest shit I've ever seen in my life. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, I mean, I was I was gonna wear a Gamecock shirt there, but I had a South Carolina hat. But my uh, my dad's stepdad actually made me wear an LSU shirt because he uh, he's from Louisiana. So. Hmm. Okay. Well, you were wearing the colors yeah. of the winning team then. So there you go. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I was wearing I was still wearing a South Carolina hat. So I mean, at least I was repping something. Yeah, love it. Glad you had a good time, my but, friend. Yeah, for sure. Um, but, yeah, so uh, what you think about this weekend? you think we're going to beat a and My guy, I won't drop a prediction until Friday. Um, I, I, until Friday, okay. I, I don't know yet. I don't know yet. I, I, I'll be honest with you. I haven't done, like, a super, super deep dive on A&M yet. Um, probably we'll start right, that tomorrow. Right. But, uh, I mean, I think it's a, a toss-up game. I mean, I think it's – we got a great shot. Um I, I will say this. I will say this. Early outlook, no research, just off the cuff. You tell me that an opponent, I don't give a damn how much talent they have. You tell me an opponent's coming into williams Bryce Stadium for a night game with their third-string quarterback starting that ball game. I yeah, tell you yeah, that, I, I tell you, I tell you that you should win that game. That's what I say. I say you should win that game. Yeah, I think so, too. It's just the only problem is I'm a little bit nervous about is, like, I mean, he's a five-star. I mean, yeah, I mean, stars don't really count. I mean, who cares about the stars? But, I mean, damn, he's a he's a five-star QB, so, I mean, that, that has to mean something, right? He's got talent. Not saying he doesn't have right. talent, but you tell me that QB3 is under center for the opponent, and you got this opponent at night, at home, you should win. That's the way I look at it. Now, that doesn't mean you will win, but – Right, right. You should win. That, that's that's how I view. It. Hopefully, because I mean, if we win, I mean, we can. I mean, top rank. I mean, then they don't really. You know, who cares about the rank? But still, I mean, it would be nice to be in the rank. Yeah, I mean, it's it's it would be cool to be ranked. I think it's just one of those things as, as fans. It, it gives you a sense of like, okay, our, we've got a quality program for the top twenty-five. It at least makes you feel that way. So, I mean, dude, and yeah, if you beat Texas A and M. I don't give a damn if you think the wins are ugly or they're or they're or they're not or whatever. You if yeah. you beat AM, realistically, could and probably should start seven and two, which would be insane. Really, truly insane. Yeah, so. yeah. Dude, man, this is a different subject, but freaking I, I am getting tired of these Tennessee fans. Yeah, they 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 beat Alabama by like three points, but <laughs> I had a I had a damn phone call from my sister's husband because uh, he he called me. He was like, "Oh, so what you think about the volunteers?" I'm like, "Yeah, you, you kicked a field goal and you won. So what?" 
They kicked the field like, goal and they won. Not, they kicked the field goal and they won against the Alabama Crimson Tide. That's I think that's the context you're missing in that. Co- I, I mean, listen, man, you can't blame Tennessee people for being excited, being hype. I said it. Right, on, right. I said it on our Twitter. I think Tennessee's the best team in college football that I've seen. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm just I'm just getting tired of these like Tennessee cocky ass fans because they think they're better than everybody else. Wait till y'all. Wait till they're you know they actually play at Georgia and everything, and then see we'll, we'll see who's the better team. That will be a hell of a game. I can't wait to see it. Um, you know, obviously yeah, I can't they're, wait they're either. Big, I'm, I'm definitely watching it. Their big question mark will be on the defensive side, but I mean, I think Tennessee's got an offense to beat anybody, man. They, they've got an offense to beat. Anybody. Oh yeah. So yeah, they got the, apparently they got the number one offense in the country. So I mean, that's that's pretty damn good. They do. They do. Forty-seven point seven points per game, I believe. Wow. Yeah. I mean, they scored fifty-two on Alabama, my guy. So. Yeah, I mean, scoring 50 points on Alabama, that's pretty damn good. Pretty damn good. You are correct. But, I mean, we, we, didn't, we, didn't, we didn't win in 20, 2010 uh, against three points. We won by, like, 10 points. We actually beat Alabama by 21 points. Oh, 21, my we, bad. We, we blew them out. We blew them out. But uh, 35 to 21. Yeah. Or maybe it was 14. Yeah, whatever. No, it was 14. You're right. It was 14. Anyways, anyways, oh. not that, that really uh, really matters, but no, I mean, it, dude, listen, Tennessee's good. I, I know it bothers Carolina fans. I know it irritates us. I get it, but you got to tip your cap, bro. Tennessee's filthy. I mean, they're 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 just they're really good on the offensive side, and uh, that game that I think once and, and we got a long way to go, but I mean, if the two teams yeah. played today, I think Tennessee's probably a twenty-four and a half point favorite over Carolina. So, anyways, it doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. We'll see. Yeah, what, yeah, we'll I, see I've what seen it, that. He he showed he showed me, and uh, apparently, before they beat Alabama, we were. Uh, I think I think the fans voted like eighty two percent out of a hundred that we were going to beat them, and um, and after they beat Alabama, now it's eighty two percent for them. They're going to beat us. Hmm. Okay, I didn't see that. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, one more question. Uh, what do you think about the jerseys? What do you uh, do, have they uh, said anything out yet about it? Or they have not said anything about the jerseys for this weekend's game, and and no, in Carolina, they probably won't until almost kickoff. That's it, they don't they don't really reveal uniforms wow. anymore. So if I hear anything, you will know. But uh, Carolina has gone just full on. They don't let any of that stuff leak anymore. I feel like so. Oh well. Is what it is. Yeah, I don't blame. Them. I mean, hopefully, I'm I'm kind of hoping that we can go all white just so we can confuse the shit out of them and stuff. But I mean, I I guess that just depends on them. Never know. What? I appreciate it, man. That's all I had to say. Hunter, appreciate it, man. Thanks so much for the call. No problem. Thanks. Bye. All white at home. Interesting. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Let's jump into the Big Cock Club Discord TDC Questions channel. Chuck! Chuck McIntosh, welcome to the Big Cock Club, my friend. Thank you for joining. Appreciate the support. Chuck says, what are your thoughts on Kentucky's win? I didn't see that coming. Kentucky's win over Mississippi State. What is A&M's strength on defense, rump defense, or pass defense? Um, Chuck, thoughts on Kentucky's win? But like a different team, Will Levis. I mean, it's just, you know, it, it makes a difference, right? When you have your starting quarterback. It just, it makes a difference. Um... You know, and, and listen, Kentucky's a team that they're still a solid team. You know, we beat them. 
uh, and we should get credit for that. You know, Kentucky at home, getting Levis back, backs against the wall. Um, you know, so I mean, it was I was surprised. I th- I thought Kentucky was was going to get blasted, and they did not. So I, I was a bit surprised by it, but you know, you get Levis back, and you find balance in your offense, and you know their defense played much better. Uh, did State play well? I don't know. So, you know, it's uh, it worked out for him. In regards to A&M's strength on defense, run defense, pass defense, their defensive line's really good. Uh, their D-line's really good. We, we might recall from last year, right, and, and this year too. Their D-line's really good. So I'd probably say run defense is their strength. Um, but again, I, I would say that, you know, I, I have not done a super, super deep dive on them yet. I will do that here soon. And uh, we'll dive, like I said, much more into Texas A&M as the week goes on. But, uh, you know, you, you, I know it's cliche and we get so tired of it, but to beat Texas A&M, you're going to have to win at the point of attack, right? You're going to have to do what you did in Lexington to some degree and win at the point of attack. Uh, again, to, to, to Hunter's question, back, back to what he said about, you know, feelings on the phone lines. Bree, what's going on? How are you? All right, Chris. Literally, I have zero clue what they're all talking about on the show right now because I, I can't really tune in. I'm on break right now, so I'm back to work. So, um, I just see some guys, you know, still going on about the stat thing. And somebody just said to me, like, you know, it was better when Kitchens was calling guys. Kitchens didn't call the game. It's already been confirmed from JT Church himself that he, that he talked to somebody inside the program and Stat was still calling the second half. I told y'all that from the beginning, but y'all don't listen. Guys, Rattler has messed up a lot. Staff has messed up at times. Stuff has been messed up. It took time to get that together. We got two losses and y'all are still complaining. Get over it, man. Get over it. They're going to get it together. Let's wait and see what the end of the season brings instead of bringing all this negativity all the way to the team, man. It's always negative crap. Every time I tune into this show, it's negative this, negative that. Nobody's focused on anything positive. So, that's it, man. Okay. Uh, that was that was Bree. <laughs> okay. All right. Oh my God. All right. I don't. I don't really know what to. Um, I don't really know where to go from that. Um. Anyways, um, yeah, I, I, I will just say this. I will say this. Bree is obviously frustrated because folks are uh, going after Sad, I guess. That, yeah, that, that kind of threw me off a little bit. That kind of threw me off. Bree dropping the hammer. F- f- I understand Rattler hasn't been perfect. Nobody's saying that Rattler has been perfect. But at the end of the day, if the if the offense continues to sputter, like somebody has to be held accountable. Right? Like it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. We're 77th in the country right now in offense. So, 
can't fire Spencer Rattler. Interesting. Uh, anyways, let's. Uh, you know what? Let's 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 jump into a break. I'm gonna collect my thoughts. <laughs> I'm gonna collect my thoughts here, guys. One final break on the other side. We'll take some more questions, comments, calls, and we'll close this thing out here on a Monday. You're tuned into the Daily Grow. All right, guys, we're back. Final five minutes or so here in the Daily Crow. Taking your questions, comments, calls, 843-790-3377. Sorry about that abrupt break. I, I just needed a moment to, to just gather my thoughts, really. I, I just, I don't know. <laughs> the the Bree call sort of threw me off. But the beauties in the banter. Uh, obviously love it. Um, I, I would just say this, guys, and I, I kept repeating this over the break, though. Uh, we were talking to Hunter about this earlier, and, and I'll just say this again. And it might be stating the obvious, but there there are no there are no moral victories this weekend, none. And this is just completely off the rip. I haven't watched a ton of Texas A and M football. I've watched a decent amount, not a ton, but you know I, I couldn't name every player on their roster. I couldn't name their starting lineup, and and we'll do a much deeper dive on them later in the week. And I'll lock in a prediction on Friday. And I genuinely don't know what I'm picking. But just off the rip here on this Monday, this is a game that, like I said, we labeled Arkansas as the biggest swing game of the year. We labeled Kentucky as the inflection point. We labeled Mizzou as the most important game of the year. So I, I don't know exactly how I would label this Kentucky or this, excuse me, this Texas A&M game. But it's a big one, and, and it's one that you, if you're sitting here telling me, I don't care who the opponent is, you're telling me. You've had an extra week to get ready. You're coming off a huge win. You've got momentum. You've won three straight, by the way. And you've got an extra week to get ready. And the team you're playing is on their third string quarterback. And you've got them at home at night. That's a game you should win, in my opinion. That, that's a game you should win. This is a game you should expect to win. Will you? I don't know. Will I pick it to happen? I don't know. But just off the rip, QB3 coming into our house? I don't give a damn what Vegas says. I, I don't care what the history says. South Carolina is not playing an 0-8 record against Texas A&M this Saturday. They're playing the 2022 Texas A&M Aggies. The history don't mean jack shit. The struggles in the past don't mean anything. It's this game. These two teams. QB3 coming into your house. That should be a dub. Will it be? I don't know. But just off the rip here on this Monday, I think that should be a dub. I, I don't know what I'm picking. I'm not making my prediction right now. I'm just saying that should be a dub. With an extra week to get ready, by the way. Let's see. Um... Eric, Eric Fryer. Now, that's a name I have not seen in a while. Eric, I was thinking about you over the weekend because I said, I don't know if Eric's been tuning in or not, but I feel like I haven't seen Eric comment in a while. He said, make sure. It's a linchpin game. Difference between six and six and eight and four. I love that. Yeah, I, I love that. I, I do. I love that. 
I, I, think you're, I think you're spot on. I think you're spot on. They're all kind of swing games in their own way, right? But what's interesting is I picked you to lose this game over the summer and still had you eight and four. So, I mean, you're playing with house money in this one almost. But, again, I don't look at this as like, this is not a moral victory game. Like, oh, well, we, we played them close. Nah, man, this is, this is a game where if you're going to overachieve, right? If you're going to overachieve, it's almost like Kentucky all over again where it's like you smell blood in the water. This is the game to kick the door down. We will not apologize this time next week for, oh, boy, you know, A&M, or, A&M or was wounded. And, and, you know, they weren't a hunt. Who gives a damn? Who gives a damn? Take advantage. I don't care if you want to say Texas A&M sucks. Let's suck less. Let's suck less. Dude, Rolf shows us the chat is acting like we lost the bye week. <laughs> you know what it is, dude, Rolf show. You know what it is. And I talked about this. I feel like, and I'll close on this. We talked about this a lot in the Big Cock Club Discord and the hangout last night we had. The morale of this fan base is lower than it should be. And I think it all stems from Clemson, Georgia, now Tennessee, all of our most hated rivals having success. That's what it stems from. That's what it stems from. Because if you just look at Carolina's record, has it been exactly the way we want it? Has it been sexy? Has it been flashy? Has the offense been good? No. Absolutely not. But we're four and two. We're one and two in the SEC, but we're four and two. Literally where we all hoped we'd be. So why is the morale not higher? Why are we not, like, itching for the second half and, man, we can do this, 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 and this? It's like a keeping up with the Joneses thing, and unfortunately the Joneses are Clemson, Georgia, Tennessee now, and it's like, shit, now we got to deal with that. I get it. It's tough, but don't let it make you lose sight of, got some good things going on here. I believe in Beamer. Beamer ball to the moon. All right, guys, we're going to go ahead and close it out. Hey, 2 o'clock, appreciate you all tuning in. Thank you all so much for continued love and support. Stay tuned to the content, content bleeding out of the eyeballs. And uh, I see my guy, by the way, Tom Peterson, tuning in. Carolina Cigars, proud to have them on as a new business partner, new sponsor. You guys will conti- or begin to hear that ad read on the podcast beginning on Wednesday. And, of course, you guys will see me smoking the Aggie Pack. Hopefully see me smoking the Aggie Pack. And, um, Yeah, really great stuff. Also, appreciate our friends, Rebel Rabbit. Thank you so much, Steven Garcia, tuning in. And thank you to those who called in because today's callers were just off the chain, man. I I can't say enough good things. Uh, Also, everybody that commented, all the banter, all the engagement, those in the Big Cock Club Discord, thank you so much. Again, guys, podcast drops. Uh, Of course, today it dropped. Go check that one out. But Wednesday, Friday, the podcast will drop. TDC every single day this week, noon to two, and it will drop on the TSUS podcast feed as well if you want to go back and listen. And, of course, you can go back on YouTube and watch all this, guys. There's plenty of places to find the content and stay tuned to the content. Content, bleeding out the eyeballs. Guys, appreciate you all tuning in. Thank you all so much. Have a great rest of your Monday, and we will talk to you all tomorrow.